Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to Coffee Talk with Shell. Uh, we got about two hours to go, plenty of time to call in and say hello. This is going to be a mixture of serious and fun topics, uh, doing trending topics tonight. There's so much on my mind I want to discuss with y'all, converse with y'all. Uh, like Michael Fronty said, let's connect, uh, you know, not convince, but connect. Uh, convince, but how does he say it? Let's try to connect. I, I can't remember exactly quote, but the, the his message is basically to try to convince and not connect, you know, not persuade, just, just talk to each other and talk it out and there's just so much going on. Unfortunately, some tragedies occurred. Um, you know, we went from the Thailand Cave Rescue, such an amazing story of hope and courage in so many aspects and, and forgiveness and mercy. Just beautiful stories, so many aspects. I, I still watch the updates every day. Um, it's just amazing. And and then it turns into, we go from that into um terrible news stories of of this shooting that occurred at Trader Joe's uh, in Silver Lake near Los Angeles uh, the other day, uh, along with a duck boat tragedy. This woman lost several of her family members, including her husband and children, on a a duck boat incident. It's just horrific. So we're going to talk lots about all that. We're also going to talk about gun control, gun reform. Um, I was reading statistics earlier, and it just fathom me you know it was saying things like one in every 25 americans now one in 25 americans will die from due to murder by gun i'm just speechless and it takes a lot to leave me speechless but thus this is beyond ridiculous we're i mean we are losing lives over and over again these mass shootings these just horrific it's just horrific I mean, there's got to be a balance. Where is the balance between the gun control? You know, I'm not saying someone can't own a gun. You know, if you're responsible, legit, you know, you know, have good intentions, fine. But, yeah, so much to talk about. All right. So if you want to call in, um, you know, there's a lot you might yourself want to just vent get off your chest with all the news stories lately and and such the phone number here it's area code 323-642-1556 and press one to talk live on air um again we'll be doing fun topics too kind of you know i don't want to do all sad all tragic um trying to balance it out tonight trending topics and an open mic's always open too you know i didn't really post it but if you want to call in and, and share a poem song a uh, joke, you know, comedy, music, poetry, it's a great outlet. I always say creativity is the best therapy. And like for me, my, my passion, I'm an aspiring comedian. I love stand-up comedy. It's my outlet. Um, okay. On a happier note, I'm going to turn 44 on Wednesday. I don't know if that's a happier note. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> July 25th. Oh, my gosh. I'm a Leo. I don't really believe in signs, but I, I am a Leo who, for those of you that care. But <laughs> I don't really get into all that much. I don't really I think last time I read a horoscope was maybe several years ago. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not against it. Like I always say the difference people makes the world go round. So and most people I know actually are into horoscopes, read, read them almost every day. A lot of people I know definitely, 
you know, talk about their signs, their birthday signs and all that. So, if, you know, that'd be interesting if you call them. I may ask you, what sign are you just for grins? <laughs> um, but I have been told I do fit the character of a Leo, whatever that means. I don't know because I am social, but it's kind of weird because I'm very social outgoing, but I also have this introvert side of me. Um, anyway, yeah, I do sound like a stand-up comedian in that aspect, don't I? <laughs> Typical stereotype. Not not all stand-up comedians are like that, just like anything else. Okay. Uh, and speaking of stereotypes, don't want to stereotype. Let's talk about Big Brother. Controversial episode tonight. Do you think JC was in the wrong or not with his conversation with Bailey when he was doing a comparison when she asked, like, are you am I DGET or are you a dwarf? And he was like, am I DGET? That word is derogatory. We don't say that. And so he, um, he was like, that's like saying the, I don't, I don't, I don't want to spell the word, you know, and where he spelled it out, he said the word, he was trying to, you know, saying that compared to, you know, saying that word instead of like black, you know, person, um, or saying F-A-G-G-O-T-T instead of gay person, I'm spelling these words out because I really don't feel comfortable even saying them because if they're considered derogatory, I don't want to offend anyone. Um, but yeah, so Big Brother, in case you watched it or if you didn't, so tonight's episode had JC, the shortest uh, house guest in the house, and and then Bailey, African American, and I'm purposely describing each of them because of the conversation they were having. They each got upset with you know each other, um, and and Bailey basically told JC, "You have no right to say the N word." And he was like, "I wasn't." talking bad about it. it wasn't degrading i was just using that as example to prove my point i don't know i'll be curious to hear your thoughts and then sam oh my gosh i'm so shocked right now sam won hoh head of household right and normally when someone puts someone on the block you know up for possibly eviction um she chose two girls she chose Haley and kaylin and used her reasonings that she didn't like the way they play the games they were like flirting with the guys and stuff and i was like whoa it's like she chose purposely like based on her religious beliefs or something traditional views it was shocking i was like why didn't you just do it on gameplay now indirectly she's she kind of saying it is gameplay she's saying her cause the cause effect is that is their gameplay that they're that they're flirting with the boys you know as as part of their gameplay strategy and she just didn't agree with it so i'd love to hear thoughts on that too i'm, I'm just shocked all right, because I've never seen someone be put on the block for that type reason before. Usually it has something to do with gameplay. Maybe, maybe you avenged, you know, like you got my boyfriend out or you, you know, evicted my my best friend or my boyfriend, my showman, whatever, you know, when you were HOH, so now I'm going to put you on the block. But I have never seen someone use the reasoning of that, you know, like their personal beliefs. That's, wow. Whew. We'll see who wins veto and who gets evicted. This And, and then... What's really interesting is strategy would be totally different. See, Sam had this power up, y'all, and um, she didn't use it. So what happens now is because she did not use it, that it, it just turns out that she happened to win HOH, that this week uh, whoever's evicted automatically gets a chance to to do a competition to try to fight their way back. So whoever does get evicted that she put on the block might actually get to come back into the house. <laughs> I think I think Sam's going to be in a lot of trouble after tonight. I don't know. We'll see. I don't think the house may be really stirred up over this. <laughs> we'll see. It's really shocking, I'm sure, especially Haley. Now, Caitlin, I thought, was already a target only because she's flipped posts. She's kind of a threat. She's, you know, there's, you know, unreliable. Like, no one knows for sure which, you know, she's she's just up in the air. Like, you never know which way she's going to vote or what's going to happen with her. So I could see in that reasoning why you would put Caitlin on the block. I mean, 
they had already been talking about the idea of putting her on the block for a, a bit now. But Haley, oh my gosh, and did not see that coming at all. Excuse me, I'm thirsty. <laughs> it's called Coffee Talk Michelle. Are y'all drinking coffee? It's like 8.20 here. <laughs> Coffee's best in the morning, I think. But it's too hot for hot coffee. We have a heat wave here. I'm in Texas, Dallas-Fort Worth area to be exact. And we literally have had like 113 degree weather today. Isn't that crazy? And we're in a heat wave, I think, for like another week. We might get some relief Tuesday. It might be 99 degree average. But every day has been like 108, like 7 o'clock at night. It's 108 degrees. And tonight it was 113 degrees. <laughs> crazy hot. I'm going to play a song. I'm going to go over my social media, remind everyone the show's on air. Soldier Friends, especially Emmy and Screaming Eagles, if y'all are listening, Master Sergeant Burby, I miss y'all. I love y'all. Please come by the chat room and call in, say hello. I would love to hear from y'all. Please know I'm always thinking of y'all and praying for y'all. And on that note, I'm going to play a Michael Franti and Spearhead song. It's not the one I normally play because in case the soldiers tune in later, I'm going to try to play someone I know they're listening. But play a different one called Hey 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 by Michael Franti Spearhead. More upbeat one for now. Enjoy. Be right back.
Okay, again, that was Michael Franti and Spearhead's song called Hey, Hey, Hey. You can check out their music and tour dates are currently on tour, my favorite band, at michaelfranti.com, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-F-R-A-N-T-I. Dot com, michaelfronty.com. Um, so again, if you want to call in and share your thoughts on trading topics, anything from the, the Trader Joe's shooting yesterday to um, the duck boat, duck boat tragedy, the, the woman Tia Coleman did her uh, a press conference interview from the hospital. She's still recovering. I can't even imagine. I will explain in detail further uh, about these, uh, these tragedies, these incidents regarding both Trader Joe's shooting as well as the duck boat tragedy um, here shortly. And or uh, fun topics as well. I want to kind of balance it out, not just be all serious. So um, Big Brother, if you're a Big Brother fan. Um, and movie reviews, too. I really need to do some more movie reviews. Um, if you've seen, have you seen Mama Mia, too? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that as well. So, again, the phone number here, if you want to jot it down or put it, save it in your phone, cell phone contact, it's area code 323-642-1556. And then just press 1 to talk live on air. And you can always tweet me live during the show at Coffee Talk WC. Read your tweets live on air as well. And last but not least, I've been meaning to, to remind you all you can also call through the Internet. You can go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash coffee talk with shells. Don't forget shells spelled C-H-E-L-L-E. And uh, just make sure your microphone and headset um, are on, you know, so you can hear me, I can hear you, all that good stuff. So microphone and headset are working properly. Just make sure if you want to call through the Internet. And, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. I hate when that happens. <laughs> let me... Let me finish uh, posting over on social media that the show's on the air and how to call and all that good stuff. I'll be right back. In the meantime, I'll play one more song. Um, and I want to dedicate this song to all those affected by these awful tragedies. Again, I will explain further detail what happened regarding Tra- Trader Joe's shooting in Silver Lake near L.A., uh, Los Angeles, and also the Doug Book tragedy, including Tia Coleman, this, this woman, the survivor. I don't want to say survivor. She's stronger than that. I mean, I can't even imagine going on a duck boat, a family vacation, basically. And most of the people would, you know, we lost nine, nine family members. There were several other people that died as well, unfortunately. And, uh, and she lost her family, including her husband and children. I, I can't, I can't even begin to fathom. I mean, I almost drowned in third grade at a friend swimming party and that was just nothing compared to this. This is just, horrific but at the same time I don't want to be so so negative in that sense that you know I want to give this lady some light and hope you know I've I've have volunteered taught grief recovery classes after my parents died and the number one reason why I did it was because I realized how many people struggle to keep living after losing someone it's ironic isn't it it it, at the same time reminds you of how life is so precious but at the same time like we call it in grief recovery, the new normal is never easy. You know, your whole life has been turned upside down. There's a different, you know, routine now. It's not the same. You know, you can't call that person. You can't hang out with them like you were before. You know, like even uh, Tia Coleman, the survivor, the strong woman, amazing woman, said from the duck boat a tragedy and the press conference said that she's not ready to go home because she doesn't want to go home to her empty house that had her husband and her children. And at the same time, I don't want to be all negative, and I want to give this lady some hope. Tia Coleman, I am here for you. We all love you. We're all here for you. And, and all the 
survivors. I know she had another family member survive. Thank goodness she had one other family member survive that they could be there for each other. Um, please know y'all are all in our thoughts and prayers and that there is light at the end of the tunnel, which I know sounds so crazy right now with, with such darkness going on. But we are all here for you, and it, it, I'm not going to say it's going to get easier, but you will find a way to live the new normal with support and love from others, including even strangers like myself. And my thoughts and prayers also going out to the family, including especially the brother, but all the family of this beautiful woman as well, who was the manager at Trader Joe's. Her name was Melly Corrado. And I, when I was looking up um, the update, just trying to find what's going on, I have many friends that live out in L.A. and go to that Trader Joe's every week, sometimes several times a week, a few of them, and trying to figure out what's going on, you know, and uh, just having to stumble across this gentleman's tweets saying he was concerned that his sister was that works there. And, oh, uh, Unfortunately, she she didn't make it. So, again, my thoughts and prayers going out to Melly Corrado's family as well and all those affected by the Trader Joe's shooting as well. Anyone going through any type of tragedy or difficult time or, or loss, please know that we're all here for you. For We need to be there for each other to pick up the pieces and carry on. So if you ever need someone to talk to or just, listen to. I am only a message away. Like I've always told my students, I am only a message away. You can find me easily. Just just be like, hey, I heard your show and I just need someone to listen to me or, or vent or talk it out, write it out, what have you. You're, you can always message me, Coffee Talk WC. All right. I'm going to play this next song and called hey world don't give up and i'm going to dedicate it to all those affected by these these awful tragedies be right back this is by michael Franti spearhead again tell me why the grass was greener years ago i swear it to grow here, but no more here. Tell me why on this hill all the birds they used to come to fly here, come to die here. And tell me why I need to know, sometimes I wish I didn't have to know, are you sure Guns here. 
And tell me why it's okay to kill in the name of the God you pray. Tell me who said it's okay to die in the name of the lies we say. Tell me why this child soldiers. Tell me why they close the borders. Tell me how to fight disease. And tell me now, won't you please? The only thing I want to do is to be in the arms of someone who believes in me. Like I believe in you. And I say, hey, oh, word, what you say? Should I stick around for another day? Once again, that was Hey World by Michael Franti and Spearhead. And again, you can check out their music and tour dates at michaelfranti.com. So again, tonight we're talking about trending topics, including uh, current events, news stories, as well as entertainment, uh, you know, TV and music uh, and also uh, some funny and serious topics from the Trader Joe shooting, uh, horrible tragedy, as well as the duck boat tragedy um, incident and at the same time, we'll also do a fun, a few fun topics. Don't want to do it all negative, all sad. Um, Big Brother, the reality show, is a controversial episode tonight. I'd love to hear thoughts about that. There's a couple ways it's controversial, I think, in, in regards of how Sam, the HOH, nominated a couple people and her reasoning behind it, uh, using her own personal, like, religious, traditional views to um, starting out with JC and Bailey and their conversation with. Um, comparing, you know, derogatory uh, terms versus regular terms and about people like, um, not, well, yeah, I guess kind of stereotyping. Uh, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on that as well. What are your thoughts if you saw the Big Brother episode tonight? And last but not least, Mamma Mia, the sequel. Have you seen the sequel movie? I, I saw it. I got to see it for free. Got 
to go early, a week early, uh, free screening preview night. And I, I recommend that to anyone because movies add up. They can get expensive. So uh, check out – just go online and search, like, whatever movie you want to see and just, like, Google search whatever, you know, free preview, screening, what have you. And more than likely you'll you hopefully will find uh, an option for that in your area to see a movie for free early too. It's pretty cool. Very nice. So thanks to all the sponsors for doing that here. That's really cool. All right. Um, and if you, if you want to come and say hello and share your thoughts on any other trending topics from news stories to entertainment, sports, and more, uh, feel free to do that as well. Again, the switchboard phone number here is area code 323-642-1556, and then press 1 to talk live on air or call through the internet at blogtalkradio.com forward slash coffee talk with shell, shell spelled C-H-E-L-L-E. And last but not least, you can find me on Twitter at coffee talk WC and tweet me live during the show. I'll read your tweets live on air. I just ask to keep everything you say and write for my show for this podcast family friendly clean. I appreciate that. Thanks. All right. In the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and jump into one of these stories. This one is about the duck boat tragedy. And it's not exactly, well, I guess it is kind of a duck boat tragedy. I'm kind of paraphrasing it here, but it's more of a tragic story for for the people that were on the duck boat that were affected and, and their loved ones. Give me just a moment here and I'll explain further. Um, this was written on nytimes.com, New York Times website, by John Elligan. He posted this yesterday, Branson, Missouri. It says here, at first, and I may paraphrase part of this article, I may not quote all of it. Um, at first, the water splashing into the boat was comforting a cool down on a hot day. But then came a massive swell that rocked the boat, and Tia Coleman started getting nervous. Before she knew it, another wave tore through. The boat sank, and she could not see or feel anything. Not the son who had been sitting next to her, not her other two children, not any of the ten family members who had joined her on an amphibious tourist bus or duck boat on Thursday afternoon. Lord, please let me get to my babies, she prayed at one point, recalling the ordeal at a news conference on Saturday. If they don't make it, Lord, take me too, she thought at another as it turned out, Ms. Coleman, age 34, and her 13-year-old nephew, Donovan, were the only members of the Coleman family to survive one of the deadliest duck boat accidents in the country's history. The Colemans, who had been on their annual summer road trip, accounted for nine of the 17 deaths in the accident in this popular tourist destination in southern Missouri. In an instant, three generations of this Indianapolis-based family had perished, leaving Ms. Coleman with the unimaginable task of moving forward. When the duck boat entered the lake, the sky seemed fine, Ms. Coleman said. At one point, she said one of the two employees on the vehicle, one operated on water, the other on land, told them not to worry about putting on their life jackets. If I was able to get a life jacket, I could have saved my babies, she said, because they could have at least floated up to the top and somebody could have grabbed them, and I wasn't able to do that. Federal law requires life jackets to be available for each passenger on a boat, including duck boats, but the crew has discretion on when to tell passengers where, when to wear them, when to tell passengers to, to wear them, wear the uh, life jackets, that is. <sighs> I'm still quoting her in the article here. Uh, so Tia Coleman's 
uh, quote, quote is here saying, he said, above you are your life jackets. There's three sizes. She recalled one of the workers telling the passengers. He said, I'm going to show you where they are, but you don't, you won't need them. So no need to worry. So we didn't grab them. Oh my gosh. The National Transportation Safety Board has taken over the investigation into the accident, which had 14 survivors, including the captain of the boat. Asked at the news conference whether she was happy that she made it out of the lake alive, she said, I don't know yet. Going home, I already know it's going to be completely, completely difficult, she added. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Since I've had a home, it's always been filled with little feet and laughter and my husband. Flanked by family members holding her hands, Ms. Coleman spoke from Cox Medical Center, Branson, where she was recovering from her injuries. She smiled at times when recalling fond memories of her family and sobbed at others when discussing what she would miss. She had come to Branson with her three children, her husband, and her husband's father, mother, uncle, sister, and two nephews. They had rented a van and made the roughly seven-hour drive from Indianapolis in an annual ritual that has taken them to places as far flung as Mackinac City, Michigan, and Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Mackinac City was Tia Coleman's favorite. Myrtle Beach was the children's favorite. But whatever de- whatever the destin- wherever the destination, excuse me, the trips revolved around the children. The plan originally had been to go to Florida this year, but because Ms. Coleman's mother-in-law, Belinda, was having health problems, the family decided on some place closer, said Carolyn Coleman, a relative who uh, lives in Georgia. It was the family's first trip to Branson. They immediately gravitated to the pool at the hotel because the children loved water, Ms. Coleman said. I caught myself sneaking off to get in the hot tub, and here comes those little bodies coming in there with me, she said. They're like, oh, this feels so good, this feels so good. I said, get back in the kiddie pool. They ate at the Golden Corral, where Miss Coleman told her children they could eat as much as they wanted. She plowed them with indulgent treats like cotton candy and rainbow sherbet. The Colemans decided to, tr- to ride the duck boat because it seemed like uh, just the type of thing Miss Coleman's oldest son, Reese, who was autistic, would enjoy. We have to do stuff that'll keep him where he can jump up and be entertained or, or he likes to ride. He loves water and he likes to ride. We were like, that'll work out for everybody. Oh. What Ms. Coleman and her family did not know was that duck boats have a history of safety issues. Oh, I didn't know this. Did y'all know this? Duck boats have a history of safety issues? What the NTSB, what does NTSB stand for, y'all? I've got to figure this out now. When the NTSB ordering operators, including the one here in Branson, to make safety improvements after 13 people were killed when one sank in Hot Springs, Arkansas in 1999. Oh, my gosh. Before leaving for the boat tour, Ms. Coleman said someone at Ride the Ducks Tour Company said that because of the storm warning, they would do the lake part of the tour before the road portion. Oh, the Coleman's planned to go dinner after the buck duck boat ride. Instead, after a vigorous struggle in the water, during which she said she gave up and just let her body float, she was left to wonder what if. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's just horrible. I just I don't know about y'all, but like I keep thinking back to. I hear this story. I think about the Thailand cave story. You know. I just, oh, I just hate that these things happen. Like, so, so awful cause and effect. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but it's like, like right there, we're talking about 
they go on this duck boat, and even the, the, the driver, the captain, whoever on the boat was telling them, you know, the storm's coming, so we need to do this part of the, the excursion first. It's like, no, don't do it at all. We we had a Six Flags ride. The Six Flags over Texas ride stuck the other day. Um, now, this particular time was because due to, like, a sensor, just sometimes automatically the sensor goes off, and it gets the ride stuck in a, quote-unquote, safe place. Um, and the, the riders were stuck for 30 minutes and everyone, you know, the ride went back down. They're all safe and sound. But just last year, they had all these people stuck on the ride, same ride, just last year for, I think, over three hours due to a storm. I mean, I know hindsight's 2020, but at the same time, we've got to be more and more careful. Even the Tallinn Cape boys and the coaches, you know, learned their lesson big time and are aware of that now, you know. And it's just a good lesson reminder to us all. I'm not judging. I'm not saying we're all human. We all, you know, make judgment calls that may or may not be the best sometimes, you know, in, in our own safety. But I think we can all learn from each other and learn from these incidents, like with the duck boat, you know, with a storm coming. Don't go. With the ride, you know, from the duck boat, people shouldn't have even been driving the boat out, should have postponed that trip, rescheduled it, you know, as well as us as consumers or, you know, customers, whatever you want to call it. We've got to be more protective of ourselves as well. Um, And then Thailand Cave Rescue, you know, like they realized they should not have gone into that cave during monsoon season, nonetheless, you know, and, and even knowing they had to swim into the cave to go through the cave um i mean these are just lessons life lessons we can all take from these stories and of course i mean i'm glad i'm so thankful that the thailand cave rescue was successful i'm so thankful that the all the 12 boys in the coach are, are alive and safe and sound now um you know and i think it's a beautiful story of forgiveness uh, humility mercy amongst other things i i mean i was very deeply touched by it so i can't stop thinking about it and talking about it all the time and just like the stuck boat story i mean this woman didn't want to lose her family you know uh but someone someone's gonna like me you know someone's gonna hear about these stories and take away something very valuable from it and learn from it and save a life you know maybe save yourself save someone else's life you know and know like it doesn't matter if you get on a duck boat and they're like, but you don't need the jacket. You can still wear that life jacket. You know, like I'm, I'm going to remember these things. I, I just, I mean this sincerely. I don't mean this in any negative content, connotation whatsoever. I'm saying this in, in, in full of love that being so open about their experiences and their stories, because I'm taking away something valuable and learning from them. You know, I'm humbled by their, their sharing their experiences as well as, Oh man, learning life lessons. Like I will remember, you know, you never know. I might, you know, I've, I've thought about going to Nashville or Branson sometime. I love, you know, I love Tennessee. And I, I mean, you know, I'm in Texas. I've heard about duck boat tours all the time. And that's something I, I personally would never think you would want to wear or need to wear a life jacket. You know, when I'm adult and I know how to swim, I, I would be like, her would be like, Oh, it's just duck boats, not like, you know, major, you know, swimming excursion, but what have you, but at the same time, something that we can learn from each other, you know? And sadly, that leads me to uh, the other story, the Trader Joe shooting. I've, I've been watching, like, it's sad but true to even say this. I hate even admitting this, but with all the statistics, I have nightmares sometimes, you know, like, 
like I don't like to say it or think about it, you know, but we all have these thoughts like, oh my gosh, there's another shooting, there's another shooting. Is it, am I going to be able to live my whole life without being affected by a shooting or being in a shooting? I've already had, you know, I already had high school friends and my own father who was a high school teacher involved and, you know, were in a high school shooting back in 1993. And thankfully my friends and, and father, you know, were not hurt or killed, but of course we're mentally affected by it. How could you not, you know, another friend that was affected by 9-11, you know, he was right across the street. He and his coworkers literally went back and forth every day to the Pentagon in this other building across the street and, you know, had nightmares for years and, you know, affected his last coworkers, my PR professor, my public relations professor, who was also in the Navy, um, the PR for the Navy, you know, lost his own um, coworkers on the on the 9-11 flights and such. I mean, I could go on and on, you know. Unfortunately, we're each and every one of us are human and have lots of family, friends, loved ones, and either I, us ourselves or or directly or indirectly, you know, know someone directly or or extended that have been affected by some kind of tragedy or another at some time or another. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and I don't know about y'all, especially with the gun shootings. I mean, I think two things. I think, why can they not resolve this? Why can they not? Why does this keep happening? I don't even want to say how worse it's going to get because every time, you know, it does get worse, and I don't want it to keep getting worse. And then I think, at the same time, I think, Man, I've got to teach my own self-survivor skills, and so I'm going to share with y'all Trader Joe's what happened and how, and how some did survive and get out, and some did not. I want to play another song, and when I come back, I will share with y'all the Trader Joe's short story. In the meantime, I'm going to play this particular song. This is going to be a a a song to take a moment out to remember those we've lost from these awful tragedies and such. And, and again, the life lessons to learn from them and uh, just a moment of reflection. So I'll kind of slow it down a little bit on a serious note here and I'll keep watching the switchboard. If you want to call in and connect, don't need to convince me, just connect with me, <laughs> um, you know, converse and talk it out about any trending topics from Trader Joe's shooting to the duck boat tragedy to, um, or something fun like Mama Mia to the movie sequel or Big Brother reality show and the controversy tonight on the episode or what have you. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to take a moment out and remember those who have been affected by these awful tragedies. Here is I'm Not Here by Misty Mayhem. Without 
here by Misty Mayhem. So I got over an hour to go, plenty of time to call and say hello if you want to share your thoughts on any trending topics from news to sports to entertainment stories and more. Um, so let's talk about the Trader Joe's shooting. Oh, look, before I do that, let me remind you, if you want to call in, you might need the switchboard phone number that might help. Again, area code 323 323- Six four two one five five six and press one to talk live on air and or tweet me live during the show at Coffee Talk WC. This is on news.com.au. I think for uh, Australia, isn't that crazy? I'm reading a news story about something that happened in the U.S. here on an Australian website. That's crazy. But that's what came up. So here we go. Well, it says New York Post on the website, so I'm not sure if the domain is from. Dot .au wow which i think is 
Australia, right, y'all? EU? Um, all right. Here we go. This is really hard to talk about. Whew. All right. Okay. Give me just a moment here. I'm just making sure I can see the switchboard. Okay. And if I don't get to your call right away, hang tight. I'll get to you as soon as I can. Um, all right. So, again, this is on news.com.ca. Um, it says here, I'm just trying to see the author's name. It says News Corps Australia Network posted, and I think that was a repost because it, it shows uh, New York Post also involved in this article. All right. Here we go. Whew. It's going to be interesting reading an article from Australia about something that happened here in my, my home country, America. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Usually I find a different reason. Uh, source, but a news source, but this will be interesting. All right. Regardless, it's just awful what happened. Um, the headline says Trader Joe's shooter suspect held on 2.7 million bell. The Trader Joe's supermarket shooter who allegedly killed a female store manager and injured others has been identified and held on 2.7 million dollar bell. Officer Drake Madison, a police spokesman, says 28-year-old Gene Evan Atkins was booked on Sunday and being held on U.S. $2 million, also known as $2.7 million bell. Atkins surrendered after a three-hour standoff. Oh, my gosh, three hours. Must have felt like forever. I can't even imagine. I think five minutes or less would – heck, even one minute would feel like forever and something so horrific of shooting. Um, can you imagine three hours? Oh, my gosh. I cannot even begin to fathom. Atkins surrendered after a three-hour standoff at a Trader Joe's in the city's Silver Lake neighborhood on Saturday. This is in the uh, Los Angeles area. Authorities say earlier on Saturday he shot his grandmother seven times and wounded another woman who he forced into a car. I'm learning some of these details as I'm reading the articles. You can't tell by my reaction. I'm just flabbergasted. It just gets worse and worse. He then fled with officers Doing him through the city, exchanging gunfire. The chase ended with uh, with Atkins crashing the car outside the store and heading inside where he held the store hostage for three hours. Oh, one woman, store manager Melida Corrado, also known as uh, Melly, I think, or Malai, was shot and killed. Oh, I'm so awfully sorry to her family for this. This is just so wrong. So many reasons, so many levels. Oh, my God. I'm going to keep her family in my prayers. On Saturday, authorities said Atkins' grandmother was hospitalized and in critical condition. Woman, oh, excuse me, the woman senselessly shot to death in L.A.'s Trader Joe's was the store's beloved manager, according to reports. Malaya Corrado, age 27, had worked at the at the Trader Joe's for four years, according to the New York Post, and was there Saturday when Gene Evan Atkins, who had allegedly led police on a car chase, crashed into a utility pole in front of the supermarket and ran inside, brandishing his weapon. What does brandishing mean, y'all? I can kind of imagine. I think it annoyed me, but I'm not for sure. Oh, Albert Corrado, her brother, tweeted his concern on the night of the shooting when he could not locate his sister, Melida. Oh, Digital Learn, Digital Earn is his Twitter name. Oh my gosh. Mm. 
Albert tweeted, my sister works at the Trader Joe's in Silver Lake. I can't get a hold of her, and I'm not sure if she was able to get out or is one of the hostages. If anyone with information could help me out, it would be much appreciated. I feel helpless and I'm scared for my sister. Oh, this was at 7.51 on July 21st, just yesterday, last evening. Just Unfortunately, just a few hours after that tweet, as the hostage situation unfolded inside the supermarket, the bad news reached her brother. At 10.47 last night, three hours later, he, he posted, he tweeted, I'm sad to say she didn't make it. My baby sister, my world. I appreciate the retweets and the love. Please respect my family's privacy as we are all still coming to terms with this. Mm. She was the person I love the most in the world. She was never anyone but herself for better or worse. She was herself, he told CNN. There's a really beautiful picture of her. Oh, she was so beautiful, y'all. A couple of hours before he busted into the supermarket, Atkins had allegedly shot his grandmother and wounded his girlfriend. Oh, he then dragged his hurt victim into a vehicle as he fled and led police on a car chase throughout the city. About 40 people were inside the store where the chase ended, and some ran out as police surrounded the building while others barricaded themselves in rooms or were able to climb out a back window on a chain ladder. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Melida Crotta was allegedly killed by the gunman inside the store at some point during the standoff, police told the L.A. Times. Tributes poured in for this young store manager who loved cookies, gift cards, and the movies, including Black Panther, according to her Facebook. I worked with her for years. Such a lovely, sweet, friendly, hardworking woman. I was thinking about her the whole time, and it's just incomprehensible, tweeted Felicia Wilson. Mm. Wow. It's unclear what led to the initial violence that produced the car chase and standoff. The man's grandmother was in critical condition, and the girlfriend suffered a grazing wound. A brave Trader Joe's worker helped his coworkers escape out of a back window during a terrifying hours-long hostage situation, according to a report. Sean Garace, or Garris was working in the back room of the L.A. supermarket on Saturday when he heard shrieks and gunfire, he told NBC LA. The fast-thinking worker grabbed a couple of his colleagues and quickly led them into a storage area, he recounted. I grabbed an emergency ladder, barricaded the hallway, put the ladder out the window, and just tried to get the attention of a SWAT officer, he said. Wow. Could you imagine? Mm. Oh, and I don't know if this, I'm trying to see if the article mentions this. I read on tour that he was a, a, a veteran, a Marine veteran. Wow. Whew. Mr. Garrison, several of his coworkers were able to get down the ladder to safety, he said. During the tense three-hour standoff, the 28-year-old suspect, Idetis Gene Evan Atkins, allowed some of the hostage, including young children, to leave. A slow, steady stream of people who had hidden and were helped by LAPD to escape, or people who were released by the hostage taker were seen leaving the store, L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti said. The gunman finally surrendered at around 6.30 p.m. after negotiators convinced him to handcuff himself and walk out with four hostages. Oh, wow. Video posted by ABC showed the store sliding door open and the group walking out slowly with their hands raised above their heads as cops moved in to grab the deranged gunman. 
Oh, my gosh. I cannot even imagine. Hours before the standoff, the man had allegedly shot his grandmother close to seven times and jumped into a car with his girlfriend, who he had also shot before leading police on the car chase. He said he would start killing us if he didn't get to talk to his granny, Lynn Westick, for a Trader Joe's employee told KCAL. And he would start counting down from five, and that was terrifying. There were moments of total terror. He loved the power, and he was going to milk the situation. The story first appeared in the New York Post and is republished with permission. My thoughts and prayers to all of you. Oh, my goodness me. I know there was a couple of um, uh, perspectives I read yesterday. One of them was one of the uh, Jimmy Kimmel writers happened to be walking into that Trader Joe's right when, when the incident began. I want to see if I can find his tweets and read them to y'all. And there was another gentleman, a, a gentleman I actually follow on Twitter, that his wife happened to be there at the store when it happened. I'm not sure if she was in the parking lot or inside the store, but um, she ran and he said that he mentioned that there's uh, like when you see the pictures and videos of the news story that when you see the, the, the footage of the people climbing down the window, down the ladder, escaping out the window, you can see her shoes on the ground. Cause she, you know, ran off and left her shoes just trying to escape and run as fast as she could. Could you, I can't even begin to fathom. Oh my gosh. There was another gentleman that mentioned um, that he almost went. I thought this was interesting. There was another gentleman, I can't remember his name offhand, but on Twitter that wrote that he, at the last minute, decided to not go to Trader Joe's. Like he was going to go at that same time and then decide not to go. Um, something about his car was in the shop. And he went to get his car and turned out, I think, on that day or the day before it, it's I thought this was really weird that um, he mentioned that when he went to get his car in the shop that he was told the mechanic, I believe the mechanic were there, which was not far from those Trader Joe's, by the way, had been robbed like an hour before. The same guy? The same suspect? Makes you wonder. Mm. Just awful stuff, y'all. We have got to find a solution. Gun reform, gun control, something. There's got to be some kind of balance. Oh, all right. It's getting too intense. I want to play a song. I want to come back and we'll switch gears and talk about Big Brother and share some tweets people are saying about that. Oh, actually, one moment. I'm sorry. I did say I was going to read the, um, if I can find it again, Jimmy Kimmel. See here. Just a moment. See if I can find it here for y'all. I'm going to read a couple sets of tweets uh, regarding the Trader Joe's shooting that I mentioned before we switch gears to Big Brother. Um, that Devin Field tweeted, y'all should check this out. Take action and gun violence. It's on everytown.org. It says Americans are 25 times more likely to be murdered with a gun than people in other developed countries. That, that's that's the, the statistic I was trying to remember earlier. That's how it's, it's written. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> All right. <clears throat> And that's the same gentleman that's the writer for Jimmy Kimmel that was at the Trader Joe's. So let me read his series of tweets to y'all to give you a, a, a first-hand perspective. 
Let me figure out where he began. All right, here we go. July 21st. Was, okay, that Devin Phil, Devin Phil, the Jim, writer for Jimmy Kimmel. All right, here we go. I'm going to just take you through his timeline on his tweets. So he first wrote, I was at the Silver Lake Trader Joe's, but I got out and I'm fine. I'm with the employees behind the police barricade on Rowena. I was walking in when a car crashed, running from the police, crashed into a street lamp in front of the entrance. Gunman got out and started shooting at the cops. I hid behind a retaining wall with three cops until they had me crawl out. Employees are saying gunman shot a, a Trader Joe's employee in the arm. Another employee dragged her out, and the police got her into the ambulance. Some people here with family still inside. Gunman took a man's cell phone and sent him out. Sounds like he moved hostages to the back of the store and asked to talk to an, a negotiator. Gunman walked in shooting. He went to the back and took hostages. Employees snuck out through back emergency exits. Employee says blood was all over the floor, unclear from where. Oh. Employee says gunman came in and asked for a sweater, said he was cold and wanted to change. He was ordering people around like nobody's business. Some employees locked themselves in the bathroom. One, a former Marine who bagged my zucchini just last week, helped people sneak out. That may have been the, the gentleman we were talking about that helped the employees get out of the, uh, through the window on the ladder. Just want to stress, I'm only getting bits and pieces from law enforcement and witnesses. He tweeted, take this all with a grain of salt. I'm well away from the area and not getting much info reliably confirmed. Gunman returned fire and they dropped to the, oh, excuse me, to clarify that Devonfield writes, uh, to clarify my experience, I was walking in when Gunman crashed into the entrance and got out shooting. I ducked behind the four-foot retaining wall in the parking lot, and three LAPD officers ran over, knelt behind, right behind it right next to me, and opened fire. Gunmen returned fire, and they dropped to the ground. Eventually, they asked me to try crawling out, but I couldn't crawl low enough, so they stopped me, worried the bullets might go through the concrete if he returned fire. Once he was inside, they had me crawl out and run. Thanks to Sarah from the LAPD for talking me through getting away and the three other officers who helped me out of the parking lot. Wow. Phone dying will update when I can, but saving battery to call family. One woman here with me just got the word from someone inside that her son is safe. Wow. At a coworker's house nearby charging my phone, watching the news now for updates. Thanks to everyone for their concern, but again, I am completely fine. Mm. Wow. Oh, he says, looks like my initial tweets about hostages were incorrect. It seems that the gunman went to hide while other people were still in the store, unsure if they could get out. Again, was only getting info in pieces, and that was the conversation happening on the ground at the time. <sighs> wow. So if you feel strongly about these tragedies and, and taking action and doing something about it, go to everytown.org forward slash ACT forward slash. And it says here there's seven actions you can take to prevent gun violence. I'm definitely going to put my name on this list. It says every day 96 Americans are killed with guns. Every day 96 Americans are killed with guns. Oh, we're counting on supporters like you to take action that will help us pass common sense laws and implement policies that will save lives. 
Wow. Commit to our mission to save lives. It's up to us to stand between the president and the gun lobby's vision of more guns for more people. Our country needs people like you now more than ever. Wow. And then there's um, different ways. It says, you know, here's our action plan to kick out lawmakers beholden to the gun lobby. Uh, step, step one is commit to the mission. Step two is to throw out the, the action plan to kick, you know, the action plan to kick out lawmakers, throw them out, uh, beholden to the gun lobby. Uh, third step, start student groups. Students from across the country are teaming up with us to launch students' demand action. Find out how you can start a group today. Uh, fourth action step, don't gut our gun laws. Stop CCR. Can still carry reciprocity. Would make the weakest gun laws the law of the land. Let your senator know you oppose this dangerous piece of legislation. Oh, that does sound really bad. Whew. Where's the next step? Oh. Uh, step five, join the mobile list. You can text ACT to 644-33 or sign up on this website, everytown.org forward slash act forward slash to um, sign up on the website to join the mobile list of gun sense activists. Step six, keep guns away from domestic abusers. This was huge controversy on Twitter yesterday. Not only say controversy, just an eye-opener for me and many others. They're pointing out that almost every one of these tragedies with shootings with guns in the news, that almost every one of these suspects beforehand had already previously been arrested due to domestic violence, and yet they, oh, get out. And then this happens, and then more people are, are injured and even killed as a result. So again, step six, keep guns away from domestic abusers. It says here that it's far too easy for abusers to get their hands on guns, putting our communities in danger. Send a message to your legislators and ask them to keep guns out of the hands of dangerous domestic abusers. Totally agree with you. Step seven, show your support. Ending gun violence is going to take all of us. Show your standing united with our merchandise. Oh, and it says, keep going. Have a nice day on the T-shirt. Oh, wow. Again, you can check this out and more on everytown.org forward slash act forward slash. Wow. Mm. And I'm trying to find the other series of tweets that I mentioned with the gentleman and his wife. Uh, that he wrote about his wife being there. Let me see if I can find that for y'all, and then we'll switch gears to a different story. And I'll keep watching the switchboard. Got an hour to go. Again, the phone number, area code 323-642-1556, and press 1 to talk live on air, or tweet me live during the show at Coffee Talk WC. I also have the talk show chat room open. If you want to join me, go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash coffee talk with Shell, and you can either uh, join the chat room and type in there, or... Um, there's another button that says click to chat if you want to call in through the internet. Just make sure your microphone and headset are, are set up properly so we can hear each other. Give me just a moment here. I'm sorry. I'm scrolling down to find... Oh, I want to read this. Nikki MCR. I, want to, I retweeted this yesterday. She wrote, America can't go to school, church, concerts, baseball fields, parks, restaurants, grocery stores, or anywhere without fearing for their lives. This isn't freedom. This is anarchy. Hashtag gun control, gun reform now. Totally agree with you, Nikki. 
Okay, here I found this is Hey Jeremy G. And again, I appreciate these people sharing their experiences so that we can learn from it. Just a moment here, sorry. All right. And again, this is Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy G on Twitter. I'm just scrolling down to see where his, his tweet started. Hero. There's an active shooter situation at Trader Joe's down my street. Wife was right out front when it started, ran, got away. I picked her up. She lost her shoes by the carts because she ran. She's okay. I keep, And then he tweeted, I keep seeing her shoes when they show the clip of people climbing out the window. And then his last tweet, he ended with uh, his last tweet still on Twitter. shows, thankful this is over. Oh, my goodness. I can't even imagine. My thoughts and prayers would with you Jeremy and especially your wife and all those again affected by this so I'm going to play a song and switch gears when I want to come back I'm going to talk about Big Brother and read some tweets some some strong opinions people are saying about the episode tonight you'll see what I mean when I come back in the meantime I hope you enjoy this next song Um, I'm going to play this particular song because I'm not sure if if I'm going to hear from my soldier friends tonight or not and uh, I know sometimes they come back and listen to the the show after it's aired. So this is for my for all military and veterans and their loved ones, and a special dedication to my soldier friends, including Emmy and the Screaming Eagles. I love y'all. I miss y'all. Please know you're in my prayers. And Emmy, you've got my phone number. If you need anything, I don't care what time, night or day. Call me anytime. Message me, what have you. I'm not sure if you're still in the states or have gone back overseas. And will y'all please keep her. And your thoughts and prayers, she, I mean, you you can't, I can't even begin to fathom, comprehend the ultimate sacrifice these amazing military men and women make for us, for our freedom, you know, just to enjoy life, be able to to speak our minds openly, protest openly, what have you. And uh, I have become close friends with these people for almost a decade. And unfortunately, I have lost many of them along the way, though I never fully lost because they will never be forgotten and always remembered and can never say thank you enough to each and every one of them those still with us and those no longer with us physically uh, but Emmy is a dear friend I, I call her my sister I think of her like a sis I love her very much and I have been thinking about you a lot Emmy she she lost her mom who was my dear friend first lieutenant diane a while back and she recently lost her husband another friend of mine sergeant first class jack uh, master sergeant burby her uncle you know he was serving he fortunately was able to retire recently but beforehand unfortunately had severe injuries as a result of serving overseas as well so uh, these are just a few examples of the many great men and women and the ultimate sacrifices that they make um I could go on and on. I've lost so many soldier friends uh, uh, along the way, and I, I will never stop 
being their friends or being there for them and, and continuing, you know, to, to just be there for them. Um, I know Master Sergeant Burby, you've told me before, thanks for just sticking through. I know, you know, he's told me how not everyone sticks around because there are so many losses, you know, when you're friends with military, but that would never stop me. I, I love y'all so much. No regrets. Always here for y'all. And on that note, here's my song for y'all called Time to Go Home by Michael Francis Spearhead.
Once again, that was Time to Go Home by Michael Franti and Spearhead. Again, you can check out their music and tour dates at michaelfronti.com. All right. I really want to talk about what happened on Big Brother some more. I really want to hear your thoughts, too. So I'm going to, I'm going to share some, uh, read some of y'all's tweets. And, uh, again, if you want to call in, the area code is 323-642-1556. Again, switchboard phone number here, call 323-642-1556, and then press 1 to talk live on air and or message me, uh, tweet me live at Coffee Talk WC on Twitter during the show tonight. We've still got uh, 35 minutes to go, plenty of time to, to call in, say hello, love to hear your beautiful voices and hear your thoughts, your opinions uh, on any trending topics uh, that we've mentioned or others as well, you know, from news to sports, entertainment stories, but also uh, I really do want to talk about Big Brother. So I mentioned earlier the controversy, the couple of incidents that happened regarding Sam nominating the two girls uh, on the block. You know, Sam's HOH head of household, and her reasoning was really – I just don't agree with it. Um, personally, I, I think it was bad judgment call. I, I think she herself is being too judgmental, but, you know, hey, I guess everyone's got a right to choose whoever for whatever reason. It's a game, but I wish she'd – I wish she'd chosen differently because Sam was like growing on me a lot of, you know, she was a fan favorite. And I think she's after this move tonight, I don't know. It's pretty controversial. I think she may have lost a lot of brownie points. I'm going to see if I can actually find uh, anyone on Twitter supporting her, her move tonight. I haven't seen one yet. So we'll see if you support Sam's move. I really want to hear from you. I want to know your reasoning. (laughs) Um, All right. But again, let's connect and don't need to convince. Just connect. All right. Um, yeah, so again, 323-642-1556, uh, press 1 to talk live on air. And the other thing that happened on Big Brother tonight, the other controversy, controversy I, I mentioned earlier, the discussion uh, between JC and Bailey and, you know, derogatory term of for someone versus regular, well, I don't want to say regular, but, you know, a non-offensive term. Um all right, so let me find – I found a few tweets I want to read to y'all. Here we go. Hmm, where do I even begin? This gets kind of messy. All right. <laughs> Whew. I always say Big Brother is basically – I think they copied and combined – well, I'm not sure what show came out first because I didn't even start watching Big Brother until like five seasons ago, but – and this is season 20 now. <laughs> so, yeah, I started watching season 15. Uh, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Ah, technically, this is my sixth season to watch. Well, well. anyway, um, yeah. So, um, I always say that Big Brother is a combination of, you know, the, the MTV channel, the, the show, The Real World, where they have all these strangers, like, come together, live together for a while, a few months. Uh and the challenge where it's a spinoff where these, these people from other shows, including the real world and other past shows do challenges, competitions, uh, physical. And I always say big brother is a combination of those two shows. Just imagine that. Imagine those two shows into one show and you're stuck in a house. You can't leave. You only have the backyard, but you can't leave the house And big brother. The backyard is sometimes open, sometimes not. And other than that, you just have the house. You're stuck in this house with these strangers playing this game and doing physical competitions the whole time. So could you imagine? Oh, my gosh. So, you know, they're 24-7 together. Hi, Pianki. It's so good to hear from you. How are you doing? 
I love. Oh, you should call in. I'd love to hear your thoughts on trending topics. Oh, is that you? Oh, one moment. We have a caller. Let's see if this is Yankee. Hello, area code three one four. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Oh, that's Pianchi. How you doing today? Hi, Pianchi. I'm so happy to hear from you. I'm good. I love your voice. I can listen to your voice forever. It's so beautiful. Radio well, I hope voice. it doesn't take that long. <laughs> what did you want to share tonight? I always love hearing your thoughts. You always give me great insight and a different perspective. Make me think twice. Well, you know this shooting, unfortunate. Uh, oh, people, yeah. People uh, choose ways to settle their differences. You know, funny thing, over in London, they had more knife stackings than shooting in New York. So. Wow, really? Uh, mm-hmm. Wow. So... I guess people will use whatever they have available to their avail in order to, you know, inflict some harm on others that they have an issue with. And also this, uh, the incident with the boat here in Missouri, uh, that's a tragic too. You know, you would have thought that the people that got on the boat would have known to put on a life rafter. Now, somebody said that the captain of the boat told them that it wasn't required, but I couldn't imagine that he would have said that as long as that business had been in existence. Right. uh, Well, the other part, I don't understand that, and I also don't understand why in the world did they even go on the excursion? Why did they not delay the boat, you know, the duck boat excursion when, um, you know, when they knew a storm was coming? That's just crazy. Yeah. And they was out on the lake, and uh, that lake is pretty big, so it's unfortunate. Nine members of one family out of the 17, I think, the total number were. But hopefully, there'd be something to learn. Oh, definitely. That's like I was saying earlier. You know, take away definitely many life lessons from from you know learning about these tragedies. They're they're horrific. It's awful. But at the same time, you know, like many of us, including myself, can appreciate them sharing them so that we do learn you know i mean that i would mm-hmm. never th- i'll admit i mean i know how to swim and i wouldn't even think like a duck boat excursion i would think you know i if i were in that situation i probably would not have thought to wear a life jacket honestly i mean i've been on boats many times and never wore a life jacket didn't feel the need and hearing something about that makes you think twice you know Mhm. absolutely what so are your what thoughts else been on going the- on Oh, well, I can't stop talking about the Thailand Cave Rescue. I I could talk about that all day, all night, too, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, that was great. But, you know, I've seen people do caving, and they will crawl on their stomach in a space that, that they, what's above them is rubbing their back. And they will crawl for a long distance, maybe 600 yards. And it's no way in the world that I would do that. Would you? No. <laughs> I'm so claustrophobic. I have to I have to be given a Xanax just to have an MRI. Are you kidding? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I would not survive. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> it's just crazy. I cannot. And I think one of the imagine. one of the rescuers got killed. One of the yes. people associated yes. with the Navy. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Thai Navy still that died while he was uh oh he lost air. Ironically, he lost air himself while delivering oxygen 
for the boys. You know, it's just awful. Very sad indeed. Mm-hmm. Mm. But he died a hero, saving so many lives. And yeah. there's so many lessons to be learned from. I, there's so many reasons why I'm touched by that story from from the beginning, where you know they really shouldn't have been going in the cave. It's monsoon season. None of the boys really told their parents that they were actually going to this cave adventure. You know, thought they were just going to soccer practice, and the you know, and the coach had turned out had had taken some of the boys before to the cave, never had issues. You know, and then they get to the cave and recognize that they have to swim to even go through the cave. You know, there's already water before, you know, they get flooded. And, and, and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, why did you do that? But then, it, you know, you go from that getting, like, frustrated and angry. And I'm like, why did you do that? No, 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 to, you know, to going in there and, and, and all of what happened, of course, you know, played itself out to so many stories of forgiveness and hope, you know, the parents forgiving the coach and, their children and just wanting to get out safe and and all the boys apologizing to the parents and the coach apologizing and realizing big lesson learned you know like we will never do that again and and it's such a beautiful story of forgiveness and mercy and humility to you know and prayer and faith and and uh, different religions you know the uh, 10 10 of the 12 boys i heard are going along with the coach into the what do you call it, the monastery tomorrow, Monday? They said the coach is going to go to the monastery for three months. He used to be a monk, and then ten of the boys are going to do it, I think, for nine days. Uh, and then the other two boys, one is a Christian and one is a Muslim, was the reason I heard why they're not doing it as well. So that, to me, is so interesting, just learning the different cultures and beliefs and, and faith and such. And then, oh, I could go on and on. And, of course, the, the rescue itself, the mission itself how many people came together and from around the world and locals and volunteers and rescuers and divers just I was just amazing and 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 to think that all of them did not know not one of them thought that all boys would live that they thought there was a chance that not all the boys and coach would survive they thought at least four or more of the boys may not even come out alive and they all survived that well you know I wouldn't let my kid go anyplace else with that coach myself Oh, interesting. Really? Heck no. And what in the world? You say that they went into the cave, and I'm not a caver, and they met water, (laughs) and they had to swim. Well, I would imagine it's pitch black in the place. How in the heck do you know where the world are you swimming? Right. And I think they only had one flashlight, I think. I'm not for sure on that, but I think that's what I read. I I don't know. I mean, And how long was that that supposed to last? The batteries in that supposed to last? Oh right, I was gonna and, say, you know, they had. And where was their destination? Yeah. I'll. Yeah, I know. They said they had this intention of only one hour in the cave, just go and hang out for an hour, come back. And I don't know. See, this is this is where it's unclear too, because at the same time, I don't know if you heard about this, but there's this like I didn't even know this was a tradition, a thing these days. But a lot of a lot of these teams have this tradition, and I don't know if it's just Thailand or around the world, what have you, I don't know much about caves, but I'd never heard of this before. They have a tradition with these teams where they they challenge each other, and that's why I'm wondering if this is really what they were doing or not, because a lot of people are like, what was really going on? You know, there's there's still some open-ended, you know, questions that were never answered fully, and mm-hmm. um, and so there's this tradition, they say, where teams challenge each other, and they, like, uh, I don't want to say hazing, but like a ritual where they they go into the cave and they go as see as go in as far as they can and write their names on the wall and then come back out 
It's like part of a ritual. And that is so dangerous, apparently. <laughs> I didn't learn from this. So I don't know if that particular excursion, that was the purpose, and they're not saying it or for something else. But well, does the, the cave have they, a other end to it? Well, see, that's where it confused me, too. They were saying a couple of things on that. They were saying, like, with the rescue, that was just the entrance was also the exit. But when the when they did the press conference with the boys and the coach, you know, like the day they were released from the hospital, the coach had mentioned part of the reason why they – he says why they went further back was because I think he said, like, one of the one or two of the boys before had talked to officers that had been told, like, on another past visit – that there was another exit on another like side of the cave. So they thought, well, if we can't turn back to the entrance, then let's keep trying to go further to find the other exit. But then they couldn't make it that far. Find the other exit? Yeah, did they not know where it was? You know, I can ask a lot of questions, but the, I wouldn't never went in there. And I don't know, was the, was the water running out? Apparently the water was uh, a pool in mm-hmm. the cave. Mm-hmm. And uh, they probably was going over into another passage mm. where the the opening in the passage was probably, uh, if you got more rain, the opening in, in from the passage from the pool of water probably was uh, would have put it completely under. So I don't know. But I wouldn't let my child go in and play itself with that guy. Oh, I but thought parents, you were saying with any coach you just met, you just met like because of what happened, you would never let your children ever go anywhere else with that coach again. No, 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 no. Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah, I could see that. I, I think, I think, it, I think honestly, as a you know, he was once a monk. I think it's perfect to to for him to go back and have some solitude time and and do that for a few months. I think that's a really good move. Well, why don't he just find a, a tree? I mean, like normal people do. They just go sit down at the bottom of a tree and lean up against it and find solitude that way. But I guess <laughs> to each their own. To each their own. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, that and he probably wants to get away, you know, out of the limelight. You know, I, I, could, I couldn't imagine, you know, and especially the children. Oh, my goodness me. Could you imagine, you know, going through that and being that young and then, you know, you you're telling the media, go away, go away. Yeah, you got someone else's children with you and, and the whole idea they were supposed to be in a soccer game not exploring a cave and why right. come if he'd done it before why come the child the children didn't tell the parent that he'd done that maybe the parents would have said look don't do that again exactly exactly yeah there was there was one boy that you know didn't go that uh, because his mom forbid it and he just he obeyed the mom and didn't go and thank goodness because the the head coach, you know how that was assistant coach, was stuck with the boys. Uh, I heard the stories. The way they discovered where they went, how they found them initially was because, or not found them in the cave, but just found out their location in general was because when the head coach realized, you know, couldn't reach any of them by that nighttime. Like where are they? What's going on? You know, um, he started calling all the you know, boys' parents who can reach the assistant coach. And he finally got to this one boy and and his parents, and it turned out that that boy was like, well, I did go to soccer practice, but uh, afterwards they went to this cave. And, you know, my mom picked me up. I didn't go. I just went home. And I was like, well, good for him, first of all. And secondly, thank goodness he knew where they were. No, more, no one may have ever known to go to that cave to look for them. Mm-hmm. So kind of a blessing in disguise. But, yeah, so You're many You're right. They would have been dead. Oh, totally, totally. So, yeah, so many lessons learned from that story, I think. 
Very interesting indeed. Oh, did you remember the Chilean, you know, a lot of people were comparing the Chilean miner story. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. I watched that yeah. movie the other day. Cause I, I, I vaguely remembered it. Like I didn't really pay attention when it was on in the news at the time, but this story made me wonder about that one. You know, it's a bit different. They're all adults. And I was really, really intrigued how those Chilean miners had, had a lot to do with their own rescue. You know, how they themselves were like creating the, uh, an escape plan, you know, and helping get themselves out in a sense. It was just an amazing story. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I got really discouraged seeing the update. Did you hear the update? Like how, like they weren't even compensated. They weren't, oh, it was just awful. The president, this president of the company had this interview and was just so harsh, just so insensitive about their needs and just awful. I was like, could you imagine going through through something that horrific and and not even having any assistance, just no one cares. Well, those—that's the way it is in that country. You mm. know, every country doesn't have torts, a mean of mm. torts when it comes down to uh, liability, as we find mm-hmm. here in the United States. Wow, yeah, you've got a good point. That's what they're saying about the Thailand cave rescue. How <laughs> has that been in America? Can you imagine how parents here would have reacted so much differently than? Then how those parents were like, we forgive you, just come out alive, it's fine. But the others like, once you get out alive, we're gonna lawsuit galore. <laughs> we're suing the courts. Yeah. It would be so much different. You're so right in America, so different. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, thank you so much for calling. It's always good to hear from you. Yeah, I'll let you get back to your program. I'll just continue to listen. But the uh, your topics sound very good tonight. So keep up. Oh, thank you. Keep in touch. Bye bye. Hi. I love hearing from Pianchi. I love his voice. He has some wonderful radio voice, y'all, doesn't he? He's always insightful and has different perspectives that make me think twice. I love it. Oh, my goodness me. I was just handed a, is this wild cherry? Oh, heck yeah. And a Kit Kat, but my dog can't have chocolate, so I will eat it later. (laughs) Oh, my. Oh, nope. Prescott says hi, by the way, especially if the canines are listening. My, any of you dog lovers and my soldier friends that have their believe, beloved canines. Oh, my goodness me. I am in heaven right now. I am so excited. I learned recently about the wild cherry slushie. I'm totally changing topics out, out of the blue right now. But my husband just came home and handed me a wild cherry slushie that uh, on 7-Eleven Day, uh, they do a free free Slurpee, you know, because 7-Eleven is their company name and July 11th, 7-Eleven the date. So that's just a little annual celebration they do here. I don't know if you'll have 7-Eleven where you're listening or not, because I learned recently a lot of places don't have 7-Eleven. So it's like a convenience store, like a Shell or Exxon, what have you. And I don't know why. I just, I'm not, I, I like ice cream and, and snow cones, but I just have them very often. I'm more like a cake person, like, you know what I mean? Like something <laughs> soft, but, but with this like heat wave weather it's probably a good idea for me to really like snow cones and stuff better and I never thought I would care for a slushie because I really never really well I've had one like maybe once a decade and this slushie called uh, wild cherry flavor is like so good especially in the heat wave weather and so I'm just going to tell you now if you've never had a slushie try it out because it is so good <laughs> and it'll cool you down and if not Mm-hmm. And if not, um, 
also that reminds me, especially if you are going through this crazy heat wave weather like me, make sure to hydrate. I'm not the best about that. I have to drink more and more water, which I'm working on. I'm getting better about. But my trick that I'm going to tell you is electrolytes. Like Powerade, Gatorade, fruit popsicles are really good for electrolytes. Slushy kind of, you know, ice is helpful. But yeah, electrolytes. So not just regular water, but if you can get in something like Powerade, Gatorade, you know, It'll just make sure you watch your sugar content on that. But, um, yeah, I feel so much better after I have, like, a parade after a workout or something or if it's a really hot day. Like, electrolytes, I learned that trick in college one time when I got really sick and the nurse was like, you need fruit popsicles. And it was the only thing that would make me feel better when I was, like, sick and overheated. So, yeah, so I'll just share that wisdom with y'all. <laughs> All right. I'm going to play another song. I'll be right back. And when I come back, we will be reading those tweets from the big brother controversial episode tonight really interesting stuff but since we still got oh well we got about 10 minutes 15 minutes to go uh here is stay a while by bean because we still got a little time left <laughs> and when i come back i'll read these tweets be right back enjoy
All right. So back on the Big Brother topic, let's let's go there. All right. (laughs) These Big Brother fans definitely have their opinions. I already kind of shared my own earlier about what happened. So the two controversial situations, conversations tonight on Big Brother, um, again, going back to the first one between Bailey and JC, talking about derogatory terms versus, you know, non-offensive terms. Uh, was late. I guess I don't even like to say the word labels, but um, all right. Okay, here we go. And uh, as a reminder, the other uh, controversial situation with Sam, who won head of household tonight, nominating Haley and uh, Caitlin to girls, and her, her reason was not exactly gameplay. It was more of her traditionalist, religious, whatever you want to call it, conservative views with. Um, saying her her reasoning basically was that I'm on trap on the quote she said um, oh man I need to find the quote saying um, her reason was that she she didn't like the way they played the game she, I guess so indirectly she says play the game I guess but she's saying cause the fact that she does not like that she she wants them to know their own self worth and that they don't need to you know flirt cling on to all the men in the house uh, to to survive this game basically her point so let me share some of y'all fans <laughs> opinions on both these controversial situations that occurred on tonight's episode of big brother Ooh, i thought big brother 15 season was controversial this was really interesting episode very insightful to say the least okay let's see where i start here okay Okay, so Dustin John says, I'm super confused why Bailey was yelling at JC for doing the exact same thing she was doing. Maybe I missed something. Also, I'm white. Hmm. Uh, wow. Hashtag BB20. Uh, Ariana's underscore Twitter says, Sam was super foul for her comments tonight. The nerve. I lost a lot of respect for her. Hashtag BB20. Robinette Hensley, also known as Robbie Baby on Twitter, she wrote, I'm sorry those girls have to feel shame by Sam. I think she's not a girl's girl. She probably doesn't have many girlfriends either, just a guess. Jesse Kaiser, also known as JE33IEG on Twitter, wrote, I was a big Sam fan, but I'm so disappointed in her nomination reasons. She's the exact opposite of female empowerment, but judging women when there are guys doing the exact same thing. Like, literally, exact same thing. Hashtag disappointed, hashtag BB20. <laughs> oh, this is a side note, but Hamster Watch uh, on Twitter says, whoever is evicted on Thursday will do a live challenge with Julie. If they succeed, they'll go back in. As, uh, people were wondering how Sam's Power App allows a person evicted this week to come back in the house. I was wondering that, too. So whoever is evicted on Thursday night will do a live challenge with Julie Chen. And if they succeed that challenge, then they will go back into the house. And if they don't, I guess they, they don't go back in the house. So that'll be interesting. And then uh, Stan B. Day says, the veto does not need to be used, and that's that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm curious to see if who wins the veto and 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 uh, who who wins who will win the power of veto and will they use it? We'll see. Some crazy stuff. Mm-mm-mm. Wow! 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 Oh, this is, there's always some silly drama going on, Big Brother, like romance and stuff. So, friendship, showmance, whatever you want to call that stuff. So, 
Uh, John Dinsford says he will tell Fifi. <laughs> uh, so he's uh, replying, uh, uh, commenting to this this BB update, BB underscore updates on Twitter. Big Brother Daily wrote Tyler Tyler talking to um, JC. So Tyler says to JC, Kaylin told me that Fezzi confessed his love for her. JC replied, you have got to be effing kidding me right now. Tyler replies back, swear on my life, don't tell Fezzi. And then again, John Densford <laughs> comments back, he will tell Fezzi. So yeah, he's probably right. JC probably will go and tell, tell him. Uh, we still have about five minutes to go. I'm going to see if I can read a few more Big Brother tweets just in general here. Uh and maybe play one more song before we wrap up. But before I forget, don't forget to tune in Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Central Time, also known as 9 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Pacific. Then in the meantime, during the week, I hope you will t- message me your topic suggestions and or guest interview requests. So if there's topics you find interesting that would love to see covered on the show, I'm always open to suggestions. And or if you want to uh, nominate yourself to be a guest interviewed on the show. Tell me why. You know, what are your your skills, your background? Is it your life story, or are you a singer, artist, author, book author, musician, stamp comedian, a uh, nonprofit director, what have you? Or you know, are you have an interesting experience, life story, what whatever it may be. I think everyone has a story to tell. Just up to each of us to to as to when and where we want to tell it. So. I'm always open to guest interview requests. So if you yourself want to be interviewed or you know someone you think would be great for an interview, or again, you just want to um, message your topic suggestions and or just say hello. <laughs> uh, best way to reach me again on Twitter at coffee talk WC. I think this sums up BB 20 tonight. <laughs> Leash underscore AC also known as Alicia Lynn. Alicia Lynn wrote the controversy on this episode is insane. Hashtag BB 20. Yeah. I think we'll leave it at that, and I'm going to play a song as we uh, wrap up tonight. So the song may or may not end, get cut off early. And in the meantime, I want to wish each and every one of you a safe and wonderful week. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always Friday in life. And I hope you'll keep tuning in Sunday night, 8 p.m. Central Time. And don't forget, in the meantime, to message me your topic suggestions and guest interview requests, or just say hello once again on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC. And in the meantime, here is, well, I played this song earlier, but since it's going to probably get cut off again, and it's such a message of hope that I always say if I had to give one message to the world, this would be it right here, this song called Hey World Don't Give Up by Michael Frontier Spearhead. I'll go ahead and play it again as we as we wrap up the show tonight. All right. Thanks again for listening to Coffee Talk with Shell. Love and peace. This is Shell. Again, wishing each of you a wonderful, safe week, and love and peace. Good night and prayers. All right. Here we go.
around for another day or two. Don't give up on me, I won't give up on you. Just believe in me like I believe in you. Hey, world, 